You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey Yang. God bless football, Stugats. We are loaded today, Billy. We are loaded. We have Chris Sims. We have Austin Eckler, Mike Golick. Brees Hall is going to be on the show. Mm. Me and Mikey Yang are very excited for this. And we have Brent Key, the head coach of Georgia Tech. I'm going to try to get it out of him, Billy. I just want to know if he was laughing when Mario Cristobal decided not to take a knee against Georgia Tech. <laughs> Do you think he's going to tell you that? No, I don't. Okay, very no. good. Uh, Billy, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, college football or the NFL? We have a big game this weekend. Dolphins and Eagles Sunday night football. We're going to get destroyed. Oh, my God. That's 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 next oh, week. Oh, I'm sorry. Jets this, and Eagles. This week is Jets yeah. Eagles. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got confused. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. What are you looking forward to, Billy? What am I looking forward to? Um, I guess I'm looking forward to some college football. I feel like that UM-UNC game has potential for being hilarious if something goes wrong in that one, (laughs) the way it went wrong last week. So that could be fun because I have have friends that are fans of both schools. So, like, either way, people that I know will either be happy or will be miserable. So it it has the potential for being funny in both directions because both teams are very confident that they're going to win this game, which is like – it's never good when both teams are certain they're going to win that game. Uh, agreed. North Carolina should have some confidence. I'm not certain Miami should. Uh, but you have friends at North Carolina, huh? I have, yeah, multiple North Carolina friends, surprisingly. I'm uh, You know what this has me worried about? And this is probably strange because everyone's been looking forward to it. I'm worried about what a 12-team playoff is going like to look it. like next yeah. year, to be honest with you. Because what I'm realizing is... A lot of bad teams are going to get into that 12-team playoff, and you're going to have the potential for like star players on real teams getting hurt or just random teams making it through, and I feel like we're not going to be getting what people want. Uh, I agree with you. There's also this factor. I don't like. I think college football has it down perfectly. Their regular season feels like, at times, they feel like playoff games. For instance, this weekend you have Oregon and Washington playing, and that feels like a de facto playoff game. It feels like a play-in game. The winner will have a chance to make it to the playoff, and the loser likely won't make it to the college football playoff. You are taking that out of college football when you when you have a 12-team uh, playoff. And so I'm with you, Billy. Like, I'm not... I think it's going to be bad for college football. I know people are excited about it. Like, you know, Golik's excited about it because Notre Dame always has two or three losses, you know? <laughs> I mean, but it takes some of the sting away from some of these big games. Like, USC has a must-win game this weekend at Notre Dame. They have to win it. If they don't win it, they're not going to the college football playoff. And therefore, I think a 12-team playoff is a really bad idea. You're right, Billy. North Carolina is 12th, by the way, right now. Uh, okay, so Carolina, most people would say they're probably deserving of being in the playoff. But, Mike, give me like 11. 10, 9, or give me higher if you don't mind. 
So you got nine Texas, ten UNC, eleven Alabama. That's where that's where you lose to Gots on this is number eleven right there. (laughs) (laughs) Who's thirteen though? Who's fourteen? Ole Miss. Okay, so Billy, you're right. Like you like I don't think anyone views Ole Miss as an elite team in college football, but Ole Miss would get into the playoff under well, would have a good chance of getting to the playoffs uh, in this scenario. Billy, there's half the season left. They could get in. I suppose. I mean, I think it would be fun for Lane Kiffin to get into the playoffs. So okay. this is this is a bad argument that I'm making now because it would exclude Lane when he's right there. Uh, right. So let me ask you this. Do you think it should say four then? Because I think four was no good. I'm with you that 12 is probably too much, but I think four is... I would say like, eight. I, I always like six. You know what's weird about the four is that even in the four, in some of these years, we get to a matchup and you're like, yeah, this fourth team should not be in this. Like, this is a waste of a game. And now we're going to have 12 teams. Yes. And it's always Oklahoma or Notre Dame. I mean, geez. (laughs) Right. We could barely scratch out four good teams. And now we're going to try to scratch out 12. Uh, Billy, do we have a fantasy game this week? It's happening. we do have a fantasy game. Compete against us in weekly fantasy. Go to dkng.co slash lebitard. $3 buy-in. You can win some money. I won last week. Well, I didn't win the whole thing. I got like 30th place, but I got like $10. So Wow. Congratulations. That, uh, yeah, that'll have me uh, covered for the next couple of weeks. I have, a, I have a game that I want to play with you guys throughout the episode today. And as you guys mentioned, we have a loaded show, particularly on audio. On the video side, we're going to talk to Chris Sims. We're going to talk to Austin Eckler. On the audio side, we're going to talk to the head coach of Georgia Tech. We're going to talk. We're going to make our weekly picks. We're going to have Carl Douglas come back. He had a huge week last week. He did. He went 4-0-1. We're going to talk to Austin Eckler. We're going to talk to Brees Hall. We're going to talk to Chris Sims. We're going to talk to Gola. We have a lot of people on the audio side. On the video side, uh, we have Sims and we have Eckler, which is great. Now, here's a game that I want to play throughout the episode and see if you guys can kind of catch this theme that i'm doing i'm gonna see how many teams i can suggest to the guest that kirk cousins is a great fit for <laughs> okay that's the game yeah it's because here's the thing we You're saw this kirk week cousins. well it's not that i'm obsessed with kirk cousins it's that you guys threw out there that kirk cousins could be traded to the jets and that it would be a great fit right and i scoffed at that and i said that's ridiculous why would they do that and then the news came this week that Colt McCoy was being worked out by the Vikings, which seems like if they're working out veteran quarterbacks, there may be a quarterback move made at some point, right? Listen, you uh, don't work out Colt McCoy unless you're about to make a move, okay? Yeah, but you also don't start Colt McCoy, so what is the move? I don't know. <laughs> it was a dumb thing to say. I just yeah. like saying it. Well, <laughs> so anyway, so you want to play this game? Yeah, so I want to find the best fit for him. But the problem is is that I've kind of caught on to our analysts that come on and talk football with us. None of them like to play the games that I like to play. And none of them like to think that (laughs) Kirk Cousins is going to be moved, particularly with some of the suggestions that I made. Because I'm thinking outside the box. I'm seeing what team can use a Kirk Cousins right now. Right. You know? What team do you think could use a Kirk Cousins? There's an, I mean, the Jets are right there. I feel like the Steelers are there. I'm not sold on Kenny Pickett. I don't know how you guys feel about Kenny Pickett. I feel like that could be a fit. Right. Who couldn't use uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer right now? That's what I'm saying. Chris Sims is not a fan of any of your games, huh? That appears to also be a theme that I've caught on to, <laughs> is that Chris Sims doesn't really like my games. All right, if you're uh, watching on television, Chris Sims is going to join us next. If you're listening on audio, I have no idea who's joining us next. <laughs> a lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. 
So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years, we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Stugatz here for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you are new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love bonus bets. Who doesn't? The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Goat guns are goat. Our miniature gun models will make you the center point of attention. Display them at your office desk, bookshelf, or man cave. Collect and customize goat guns to your own liking. Each goat gun model has intricate parts that snap together to assemble. Start your next hobby addiction at goatguns.com. We're very excited about this. Brees Hall is joining us, New York Jets. When you said you were playing without limitations, holy shit, you are joking, man. Congratulations to you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it, meant, it meant a lot to just go out there um, and to really show what I can do and just help the team win. Uh, 22 carries, 177 yards, one touchdown. Was that the best game you've ever had? I mean, in the NFL, yeah, but in my life, nah. What was the best game you've had in your life? Uh, in high school, one game, it was really cold, and our quarterback, he had small hands, and he couldn't throw the ball. I think I had, like, 32 carries for, like, 366 yards. And what? Six touchdowns, yeah. But what do you mean he had small hands? Like, they just – was were they not throwing because his hands were small and he wasn't good or because you were so good and it was cold out? No, it was cold out, and I think uh, he couldn't grip the ball well enough to, like, really throw it how we how we wanted to throw because we liked to really – like, we were a vertical passing team, and he couldn't grip it to, like, get the zip on it that he wanted to. So we would just run heavy that game. Brees, I said last year when you went down, uh, because you were such a big part of the offense and such a great player and so much fun to watch, that uh, when you sustained the injury, I said, that's it. The Jets season's a wrap. It's over because you opened up a lot for your quarterback. You do. Um, and so I'm wondering, from a mental and physical standpoint, can you kind of take us through uh, when you went down with that injury and what you went through to get back to what you did last week and what that must have felt like? Yeah, when it happened, you know, I just remember getting the toss and running and I tried to cut up and I just remember um, just like I'm try- trying to cut, like slowing down, trying to cut up and falling on the ground. And 
I felt that something happened, but I didn't think it was anything serious because I never really had a serious injury before. And um, when we go get the X-ray, the X-ray was fine, and then the docs start moving, the, moving my knee a whole bunch to see if it was uh, still intact and everything. And that's how I found out I tore it. And then uh, just like throughout the rehab process, you just go through a lot of good days and bad days, and um, days where like you know you see you see yourself getting better than days where like your knees telling you okay you worked you work you're working too hard or like you overworked me and um you're really sore you can't really do anything so it was just a lot of uh mental barriers you got to break and then uh the hardest part was probably those weeks before they were letting me get back into practice just uh just sitting there on the sideline watching guys the whole time and um then you got to break a mental barrier of coming back and really playing football again dealing with your knee getting sore and then uh, for me, like, I had crossed everything, but I hadn't been hit. Like, the coaches weren't allowing nobody to hit me. So I didn't get my first hit until the first game. So then once I got hit the first time, I was like, okay, I'm good. So it was like a whole bunch of mental barriers that you got to uh, break. Brees, I'm watching One Jets Drive, the, the documentary about you, and it looks like the rehab process for an injury like that is like the loneliest thing in the world. It's just you and your trainer just – after hours before practice and stuff like how much does that prepare you to like to to deal with this kind of season i'd say like being here the whole off season it definitely sucked like i don't think anybody would want to stay and have to rehab and not be able to spend time with their family a lot and not be able to travel how they want how they want to so it definitely sucked but it was just good for me to figure out like really realize how mentally and physically tough I was, how I was able to push through stuff even when I was hurting and stuff like that. And then being with my uh, trainer, Bobby Daplin, who was my guy the whole time, and me and him, like we got into it a lot and we're arguing a lot, but it also helped strengthen our relationship at the same time. So it was good for both of us. Were you nervous right before that first hit? Like, were you thinking about it? Um, no, I was kind of just, I had so much adrenaline and stuff, but I was kind of just like, right. you know, let's go. And, uh, <laughs> my first carry, right. you know, the first carry, they let me, they let me get the 30 yard run. I was like, all right, I'm good. Like that's all I needed right there. There's obviously great expectations coming into the season with Aaron here, with some of the weapons that you guys have with you coming back. And then we mm -hmm. see Aaron go down the first game of the season. So going back to training camp, how did that guy get that goldfish in Aaron's hand. <laughs> Were you Honestly, there for that, Breeze? Were you in the room? Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Like, I couldn't even, like, we were all sitting there watching it, and, you know, you try to stay as locked in as you can, and it happens that you still don't know. Like, you have no idea, like, you know, people like that. I'm I'm a big guy who's, in, like, I'm real interested in just talent. Like, if somebody can do something that I can't do, I'm intrigued by it. So, like, just watching that whole thing happen was crazy. The, the thing with that, though, is like, I feel like if you see certain things, you're like, I have an idea of how that worked. Right. But if I were to see that and see this fish just appear in his hands when there's no way that that could have happened, I feel like I'd be walking around not being able to trust anyone for a while. You yeah, know, it's crazy. And then, you know, like knowing Aaron, I know Aaron was trying to like throw him off of his game or maybe say, oh, you got this wrong or this wrong. And um, try to like mess with him a little bit, but he stayed. He stayed locked in, and he did his thing. So it was cool to see. Are you buying that Aaron's coming back this year? You're not buying that, are you? That's crazy. Um, I'm not going to put anything out there in the air, but you know, I say for a guy like him, anything's possible. That mentalist, though, like like Brees, that was. He also had you guys in the Super Bowl, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 How do you feel about that right now? I mean, that's cool, but you know, we've only played four games, five games, five games this year, so. We still got a 12 more to go and then plus the playoffs. So we'll see. 
Billy, why are you getting mad at me? Because I tried to set him up for a question there. Like, what were you it doing? Seemed, I, because seemed, I still, I believe in my Jets. I believe in this team. I believe in Zach Wilson. I think they're still getting to the Super Bowl. I'm the mentalist. That's what I'm trying to say. I believe it, in you, Breeze. It felt like you were trying to lead him to say that he that he was not feeling good about that because of the injuries, which is a terrible position to put. Breeze, before you came on, I said, guys, how do you honestly feel about Brees Hall? And they both said, we love Brees Hall. And I feel like if you actually love Brees, you wouldn't be putting him in that position. I, 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 that's Brees. Did you feel like I was trying to put you in a position? Um, you know, it was, it was a little smoke there. I felt it a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I didn't mean it. I mean, it was unintentional, and I love you. I, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. I appreciate it. No, you're good. All you can do is apologize when you make a mistake. You're an asshole, Billy. Oh. <laughs> uh, Brees, do you think you're better now than you were before the injury? Is that even possible? Um, I don't think I'm there yet. I think eventually I will be, yeah. But uh, I don't think I'm there yet. I'm still uh, still getting like 100% comfortable uh, with my knee and everything like that. And, you know, it's like a new barrier that I break every week and I do a crazy juke or make a crazy cut and stuff like that that I get more and more comfortable with it. And it's still getting stronger every week. And it's just it's just been a blessing to not have too many hiccups and not – uh, had to take any steps back and everything. So it's like every week I'm just getting stronger. So I think it's been a it's been a positive for sure. You were uh, you were born in Omaha. You grew up in Wichita. So I'm wondering what it was like, like the first couple of days in New York. What was that like for you? It was cool just being in the city and stuff like that. But I'm a big like I'm a I'm a not a loner, but I like I, I enjoy my own company. So like being around a whole bunch of people and stuff isn't like really my thing. Like I'm low key, laid back, and so like going to Times Square and like all that stuff like it's cool for a first time experience but like it ain't nothing i really want to do again you know it's like, like okay that was a cool experience i got took some pictures you know have fun and everything but you know as, as much as i enjoy being around a whole bunch of people i enjoy my own company too you only need to see that place once you're right priest that's it yeah. you got the pictures you're good you don't need to go back there yeah, trust me exactly. i'm from there okay <laughs> exactly anything else about new york city it must have been daunting though mm-hmm. right such a big place I so mean, many people I, I was just talking to some of the uh some of our staff today. I want to go see the big Christmas tree. Right. That they, every year I haven't gone to go see that, but people say that's hectic too. So I'm going to try to get out there pretty early and, you know, take some pictures, you know, walk around and um, maybe go to, a, go to a nice restaurant and eat with some of my teammates or some friends or something. And uh, that would be cool too. Brees, last week we were, we were making a big deal about the, the Hackett revenge game going, going to Denver. Uh, did mm-hmm. you guys feel that? Or was that something that we kind of just blew up in the media? Uh, no, I don't think anybody really made too big of a deal about it. You know, the coach said somewhere is that some stuff that he felt that he needed to say and, um, Hackett just stayed humble, stayed quiet about it and didn't really care. And we went out, we won the better team, the better coach won. And that's what sort of was. You say that it wasn't a huge deal for the hack game, but you guys made him a captain. Like that's not a common thing, right? Where the coach is an honorary captain for that's a ridiculous. game. I, I don't know. I just, I just show up, bro. I just. Show up. It wasn't your call, Breeze. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a little absurd. I mean, just tight of it. I love you, uh, Breeze. Tell me we're going to make the playoffs, okay? We are wow. long-suffering Jet fans. Please oh, t- I, because if you tell us, Brees, I'll believe you. Because I, I'm serious. Tell us we're going to make the playoffs. Just tell just tell me, Mike, just between us, hey, we're going to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. God, willing, God willing, we make the playoffs. You know, I, <laughs> I, I have the confidence in our offense and our defense, our special teams. So with that, and uh, yeah, I think that we can make the playoffs for sure. 
All right. Uh, I promise you, I'm not trying to put you in a bad spot. No smoke here. I'm just asking if your owner, if you think your owner looks a little ridiculous with that bling on, like just a little. Terrible question. Reese, don't answer that. Uh, because him. I think he does, okay? I'm just going to say it, all right? Reese, ignore him. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Billy, maybe he would have answered it. I mean, well done, Brees. What does Brees Hall like to do when he's not playing football? I'll let you go here in a minute. Um, I'm a big video gamer, um, and I and actually I like to watch movies and TV shows. But uh, you know, by the time we leave football, you know, you know, I don't really want to go do anything like outside of going home because I'm so I'm so tired. So right. uh, I go home. My cheat snack is some Oreos and milk. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, turn the video game on, chill, play video games, and watch a movie before I go to sleep, and then repeat it the next day. What's your favorite movie? I like psychological thrillers. My favorite movie. Uh, it's probably it's a magician movie called Now You See Me. It's a, I'm Ooh. A, I'm a yeah. So then you definitely have to have been trying to figure out the fish thing. <laughs> nah, I, I don't even want to. It could be some type of like dark magic or something that goes into that. <laughs> now, now, now You See Me was kind of messed up. Did you see Now You See Me too? Not as good as the yeah, first yeah, one, but Now You See Me is a little messed up. And I'm weird. I like like Harry Potter and stuff like that too. So that's okay. That's, yeah. How about yeah. on the Oreos, though? Billy, you go double stuff? I go double stuff. Free. Yeah, you I'm go double, double stuff? Double stuff every time. Yeah, nice. you can't go normal Oreos. Yeah. yeah that's take, if you can't get the mega stuff. Nah, nah, that's OD. Nah. <laughs> mm. With a glass of milk, though, of course. Mikey, you had something in on uh, on his coaching college? Oh, yeah, no. Every time that we get some uh, coaching openings in the NFL, your, your former coach, Matt Campbell, his name comes up. Do you yeah. want to see him come to the NFL, or do you think like that's not going to happen? What do you think? I, honestly, I like I don't think it. W- I don't think it is just because he's kind of like set in stone in Ames, and he has young kids, and his kids are like just just reaching the middle school, high school, so they're still growing up. And I don't think uh, in that aspect he wants to just pick up and move. So I think it not, not within the next probably like five years, but maybe soon. All right, Brees. Hey, we really appreciate this. Appreciate your time. We know it's a busy time for you. Uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of the way. And I got to tell you, as a longtime Jet fan, it really was great seeing you do what you did last week against Denver. Thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, thank anytime. you for that. It was really cool to see, Brees. It was. Anytime. Anytime. Thank all you, guys. All right. We appreciate it. Go beat the Eagles, man. Let's do it, all right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got you. <laughs> Chris Sims is with us. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbutton podcast as well. Football night in America. Chris, I have a question for you. Football question, yeah. believe right. it or not. Ooh. So a report came out that the Vikings worked out Colt McCoy which is leading fuel to the fire that Kirk Cousins may get traded. Something here or nothing? I I think it's nothing still. You know, I I don't, you know, one, I don't think the Vikings are at the point where I would throw in the towel quite yet. They're not there yet. Now, I know the Justin Jefferson injury is adding a little more intrigue to this situation. But then I, I think the other part of me is like, okay, we have the Jets where if it falls apart for Zach Wilson, maybe, okay, they trade for Kirk Cousins. But, like, where else? What's the market? Where is everybody going to go week eight and go, bam, we need Kirk Cousins. We need him now. And he's the future of our organization. I mean, barring a crazy injury here, I just – I don't see that happening here, you know, right now. I don't, no. Patriots? Maybe, but are they going to, like, what? For like, first off, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel for the Patriots, and I don't think he fixes their problems. Right. Like, I don't look at it and go, "Well, damn, 
they got Kirk Cousins now. It's all good. They're going to turn it around, right? And then, you know, for what? Like, well, how much are you going to trade? And what, like, is Mr. Kraft going to let Belichick mortgage the future of the franchise on a guy where Belichick might not even be there and we're not even sure he's the future quarterback there? So that, that's where I guess I don't really see it happening. Uh, Sims, can you explain but, the Steelers and Mike Tomlin? Yeah. They're three and two. Like, what the f***? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. It, it is crazy. The, the last two home games they won, they were severely outplayed. Yes. Right. Yeah. And one was because of Deshaun Watson playing as about as bad as I've ever seen him play, and then the uh, and the missed throws, some turnovers altogether by their football team. And then last week, I mean, yeah, they won the game, and I give them credit for hanging around and doing all that. But that was a if we all sat there and watched it together, you'd go, oh, my gosh, the Ravens should have won this by 20 points. Right. I mean, it was a debacle. It really was. I mean, the, the Ravens, that was a master class and how to screw up a football game. I mean, Flowers, Zay Flowers dropped a big pass on the first drive. Second drive, they do whatever they want and score a touchdown. The next drive, they go right down the field goal and settle for a field goal and have two drop touchdown passes on that drive. They're moving the ball again, and Justice Hill gets stripped. They horrible at the end of the first half, right? They're in field goal range. I don't know if the center was supposed to snap it, not whatever else. They come away with no points on a fourth and two, right? So there's that. There's more drops, another drop touchdown in the second half. Then the interception in the end zone by Lamar, right? So, I mean, it was just one thing after another, and uh, I, I don't feel necessarily confident in the Steelers. I know they're – they're battle tested and tough, but I, I don't look at it and go, man, they're close. They're going to turn the corner here. I hear you, but I'm confident in that coach. I am too. Yeah. I mean, Tomlin's always going to rally the troops Right. where I'm not confident is the offensive coordinator coach where that, I just still see, you know, a very simple and you know, not a lot of answers on offense. And I don't think you can just go, well, we'll just rely on the team we're playing this week to mess it up. They'll drop wide open passes and all that. And that that's, to me, what kind of happened in the last game. The Ravens must have been sick watching the film of that game back on Monday morning. No doubt. It's been, uh, it's been interesting to watch, at least this season, through five games, I guess, Justin Fields, because got off to a terrible st- uh, start, Chris. But the last two weeks, he's played the position nearly perfect, as well as you can actually play it. Uh, what is happening? What are they doing differently with Justin Fields? And he's not running the ball, Chris. Yeah, no, I think, well, one, a little bit like we've had conversations with Zach Wilson. They're just, they finally are opening it up and just going, wait, like we got to take the training wheels. We just got to be aggressive and either he sinks or swims, right? But either way, we're going to find out when we know here. And I think you're like, you're saying it right. He's staying in the pocket better. He's seeing the field better, you know? slowly but surely gained some confidence, I think, in that Broncos football game to go, okay. You know, they're finding ways to feature a guy that I've been telling everybody is a superstar for the last two years in DJ Moore. I mean, he's a superstar. He just got stuck in a bad situation in Carolina. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'm like – I couldn't be happier for Justin Fields. The way he's throwing the football, the decisions he's making, uh, really impressive. And I, I'm expecting that to continue into next week. Listen, they got to – Decent run game, like you said. Hopefully they can expand the quarterback run game. They got a good tight end, a good running back. And Mooney, along with DJ Moore, is a damn good duo and receiver. So there's some potential there for them to make some waves on that offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they play the Vikings this week, so that's going to be uh, an interesting game. Another guy who's, I guess, fans have been critical of, but 
uh, kind of answered the questions last week. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Like, I thought, Chris, I watched a lot of that game. I had money on it. Uh, they're 3-2. and two. Uh, Ritter had a really, really good game. Like, what's your evaluation of him as a quarterback? Well, it's the first game that I've gone, okay, there's Desmond Ritter. That right. looked like a starting quarterback. Yes. Right? Yep. There we go. Uh, you know, I, I you talk about a pressure moment. I, I think that was a game that if he doesn't play well, that you're going to hear, like, maybe we should start Taylor Heineke and all that. But – Stugatz, you're exactly right. They got an awesome offensive line. We know they can run the ball, and their defense is a top-10 defense in football. You know, the only thing that was missing was going, wait, they, they can't live in the Stone Age here. we got to start throwing the football more and making some plays in the pass game. There was two things that I watched the film back of that game. One, Ritter was aggressive and decisive and I mean that even with his throws. Like the first thing I said when I watched it and I wrote it down, I won't. The first thing I noticed is Ritter is letting it go, throwing with authority, throwing it through the target. I mean, he was throwing balls with real pace on the ball. To me, a lot of the times he's a, oh gosh, is he open? And he passed the ball and he throws it real nice and soft and tries to place it on the target. And oh, bam, it got knocked down because the ball hung in the air for seven seconds. I saw in this one going, no, I'm going to throw the fastball here. I'm not going to second guess myself. I saw that, let alone I think when you couple that with first down passing and playing from a position of power again a little, right? I think so many times coaches and they all make the mistake of, hey, we're going to manage the quarterback, right? And what do they do when they manage it? They make it simple. They throw a lot of routes that are short. And I can speak to that as a quarterback. You're like, well, damn. The defense is just playing downhill. We got six, five guys all at six yards. Hey, coach, for six yards, I got to really fight, fit that into tight windows. And you're calling basic plays that the defense has seen all training camp, all spring. You know, you're not giving me any help here. They had some game plan specific throws and play action passes to kind of jumpstart him a little bit. And I think that was important. They, another team that I would say took the training wheels off and said, all right, it's do or die. We got to see, is he the starting quarterback or are we going to manage this thing and look like a first-grade offense all the time? And they let it go, and, and he answered the bell in a big way. Did the Cowboys get exposed, or was that just a one-week kind of ass-whooping? Well, no. I mean, it, you know, this would be like something that if you listen to my podcast, right, I've been talking – the Cowboys are so simple on offense. It's totally reliant on the Jimmys and the Joes. Right? And I know everybody's going to get on Dak Prescott, and I would encourage anybody to listen to Chris Sims Unbuttoned from my Wednesday What the Fuck Happened podcast because <laughs> I, love I drew a few diagrams of plays. I talked about it. It's always been a simple offense, right? It, Kellen Moore, they were a little more aggressive about pushing the ball down the field. The thing they're doing with McCarthy this year is run the ball, and they're throwing the ball short a lot, and that is – made Dak Prescott be efficient and they've been, you know, high completion percentage of moving the ball that way. But like, like simple, basic, we don't motion, we don't shift and then have a simple like route tree with everybody that ain't going to fucking beat the San Francisco 49ers. Are you kidding me? I mean, like what look on my social media later today, you're going to see two plays that I drew up. Two of the first three passes of the game are like, Oh, the 49ers saw that in the first day of OTAs in April. They're like, whoa, three guys ran straight? Holy coach, call a timeout. Let's have a game plan. 
they all ran straight, coach. What do we do? How, what do we do to defend? Like, are you kidding me? You know, another throw was like, oh, it's a backside slant and a guy running a hitch and a guy running a corner, you know, in an I formation. whoop de fing do. So there's no, like, there's no avenue for Dak Prescott to succeed in a game like that. There was nobody open. So the, I wrote, the Cowboys will never be able to beat the 49ers with that pass game approach unless they can run the football. And I don't think they're going to ever be able to run the ball in the 49ers. They're going to beat a lot of teams the way they play because they're more talented, but they're not going to beat the really good teams in football. It's just too basic and simple, and that, that would be the thing that, that bothered me about the game, Mikey A. Is it down to Dak and Joe Burrow for being the quarterbacks, I guess, in the worst spot because of the simplified offensive approach? Or is there someone else that's well, in that, that conversation? The one thing I'll give the Bengals credit for, like watching that game back on film, like, they're trying. They're expanding. It's slowly but surely they are. And you know how I said to you guys last week, right? A really good offense has to be really good at something, right? What are you elite at to get – the game plan to go, whoa, they do this and we got to stop it. The Bengals said, we're going to be the best short passing team in football. And every play we call is going to be for Jamar Chase. That's what we've kind of seen here the last two weeks, especially last week. And I'd go, okay, there's a start, right? Now, oh, wait, this week, the Seahawks are going to look at it and go, damn, they'll carve you up with a short passing game. We need to get up there. Damn, we need to double Jamar Chase. And that's going to open up a whole bunch of other things in their offense. So, no, I would say the Cowboys are and Dak Prescott are fighting even a more uphill battle than the Bengals. Now, they can protect better the Dallas Cowboys than the Bengals can. They're better this week, the Bengals. But uh, I, I think the offense is still more imaginative and going more in the right direction in that sense in Cincinnati than in Dallas. Do you agree with Orlovsky when he says that Mac Jones would look a lot better playing for the San Francisco 49ers than the Patriots? Well, you guys know me, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree with him. Really? You know, I, you know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say like Mac Jones would be better than Brock Purdy or anything like that. But yes, I mean, this is what this is the theme of us talking. Let's put this guy here, and you think he won't look as good on this all-star team? And you think he, this one's going to look as good with this offense and slow receivers and offensive line that can't block and not a good running game? I mean, yes. What are you smiling about? I'm just taking it all in. I, I was honestly trying to figure out where I could put Kirk Cousins next. But here's, so here's I'm so sick of, like, San Francisco. You know, and then the, the, this is where – you know, I know MVP conversations oh. and all that. And it's where, like, I even said this on my podcast this week, too. Like, I'm just so sick of the MVP going to the, the quarterback on the best team. Oh, convenient right? year for this take. Well, well, yeah, because the most valuable player on your offense is Tyreek Hill. I mean, period. I mean, duh. It's not even close. <laughs> all right? And the most valuable player on the 49ers offense is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. It's not even close. So that's the thing I'm going to pound the table for all year. I'm going to, I'm, I'm sick of this. The best, that they shouldn't even call it the MVP. They should just call it the quarterback on the best team award. That's, that's what it's become. Your dad and would beg stupid. to differ. I mean, I mean, your dad believes yeah, into no, it. My yeah. dad and like me again, <laughs> because that's what it is. He knows that that offense is awesome. He's going to put the stats up. Right. He's playing great. I'm not trying to take away from that. The most valuable player on that team is Tyreek Hill. Come on. He changes everything. Fair. Everything. Yep. You get to throw a screen over here 
and he runs across the field and up the sidelines for 70 yards. Like, who the f*** has that luxury? Come on. Nobody. That's insane. Chris, yeah, I, I, I know you watch the film, so I ask you this. How do the Dolphins make running the football look so easy? Oh, I, well, he's from Shanahan, right? Right. Right. So there's real genius in what they do in the attack, right? It's not just like, hey, this looks cool, and we'll send this guy in that way. Like we always talk about, there's rhyme and reason to the attack. They're masters at stressing the guy who has to set the edge in the running game, right? So there's always one guy that's in charge of, hey, don't let anybody outside of you. You have to funnel it back inside. And they find a million ways, like Shanahan does, to kind of expose that usually, right? And then if you overplay that, then they start running up the middle. They have a great combination of of if you play too deep, and you're worried about Tyreek and Waddle going deep, right? They're gonna they can run the ball. And then if you play, wait, we're gonna crowd the middle of the field because Tua hits all these quick play action passes over the middle, boom, boom, boom. Well, then they cram you in there and throw it outside too. So that's their formula. Like you're gonna play too deep and you wanna stop, you know, the big play in the pass game. Well, then we'll run the ball. And I got some creative ways to run it, and you're gonna be outnumbered because you're playing too deep. Oh, wait, you're playing single safety, but you're really playing for the middle of the field crossers and throws there? Well, we'll smash all you people in there and we'll toss it outside. Now you're all stuck inside and here we go, right? So it sounds basic, but the way they coached it up and tie it all together is phenomenal. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbutton podcast, football night in America as well. Again, Giants and Bills. Uh, quickly, put us in the living room as Texas and Sark owes you a game. I mean, he owes everyone oh. an apology. That was a terrible coaching job by Sark. You have that good of a quarterback, and you're being that conservative. Uh, put us in the living room there, Chris. What was going through no, your mind? I mean, yeah, it just, I mean, I was pissed. I really was. We, we're better than them. Yes. I think anybody could have watched that game and saw that. Yep. I mean, we were better. We messed it up. We're on the one-yard line, and we can't run it in. We can't run the freaking ball in, right? And we don't have another trick or something just to get a cheap touchdown and a big moment there. But then make the clutch drive, and we let – Oklahoma just go down the field in three or four plays like like we were just like oh man let's start the celebration we won let's start having shots that game every year Oklahoma always comes in with a chip on their shoulder and feeling like they're the little brother the stepbrother to the tech to Texas and Texas and I know this because I was a part of it they always coming in like, well, we're Texas and we're going to put on a show and our school's worth $90 billion and we're an awesome university. And it's just, they punch us in the mouth and all of a sudden we're like, what? We're, we're in a rivalry game? It's just annoying. Uh, really blew a big opportunity to maybe go to the national championship there and then that one. I say this lovingly. I felt like Billy was producing the game. The amount of times they showed your interception in that game. Oh, <laughs> you had nice. to be pissed off, right? No, I say that lovingly. I'm a friend of his. No, no. It, it's, I, it's, I, I couldn't watch that if I were you. It, it's all right. It's, you know, at some point you got to come to terms with it. It's, it's the highlight <laughs> that never dies. Right. That's just the way it is. Every year when that game gets close, I know yeah. that's going to happen. As I've told people before, right, I'm in the Hall of Fame at Oklahoma's Football Hall of Fame more than most of their Hall of Fame football players. I mean, I'm all over that. It's place. a weird flex. I know. It's, it's, it's not a weird flex. I'm not proud of it. But, you know, also, like, Hey, context of the situation is 
they were we were allowed to block him there, right? You know, a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, like, team leader that guy boy. over here is everyone else's fault. <laughs> we were allowed to block. Him. I did have somebody open over here, and it was going to be interesting. Uh, but that was a great play by Roy Williams. And as I always say, uh, Roy was the the greatest college football player I ever played against. He was he was phenomenal. Crazy. PFD with Mike Florio every day on Peacock on Button Podcast as well. Football Night in America and every week here on God Bless Football. We love them. Chris, thank you. Enjoy the weekend, man. We made it, Austin. We made it to your bye week. Now you can come back healthy. Yeah. Everything's going to be all good. <laughs> Is that a question? Yes, you, well, well, hold on, Austin. Are you asking Austin Eckler if indeed he's coming back this oh, week? Oh, no. I'm just no. stating it as fact. Yeah, I know Austin's coming back. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. We all can you confirm that, Austin? Or ninety-nine percent? That's been I my saw, number. I <laughs> saw the ninety-nine percent was out that. there. <laughs> Why are you leaving one percent of doubt? Well, Let's you go. never know, right? I understand. Traffic. It, I don't know. Some can happen, you know. <laughs> Traffic. Um, so, you know, I want to make sure that I'm putting out a you know a appropriate message there because one hundred percent. I mean, is anything ever one hundred percent? There's always mm-hmm. crazy stuff that can happen. So. Yeah, you're right. Uh, by the way, I am working on your best man speech. I'll just have you know that. Ah, nice. I should have it prepared for you next week. (laughs) Are you going to chat GPT it? No, no, he, no, there's been a draft. No, I don't no. know how much you're going to like this oh. speech, but there's there's a draft right. that's out there. I've heard, Austin. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm expecting at least a 20-minute speech, so I'm just letting you know right now. Okay. Wow. Uh, we will, no, uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I'll but. keep it to 10 minutes, okay? I mean, that's even extensive. You know, know. If, it was yeah. like, if it was like three or four, I'd be like... Well done. Uh, it's going to be nine minutes of him thanking his sponsors and then one minute of speech. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. No, no, okay. Yeah. Uh, Austin, I'm wondering, man, like, I know you're very friendly with Jonathan Taylor. And so what'd you learn? Because you don't just look at a situation and just evaluate it. I know you learned something from how he handled his business. So what did you learn from how Jonathan Taylor handled that situation? Well, I don't have the full insights on the situation, um, so I can't really speak on it, like of what all went down. Obviously, he got his deal, um, but I don't know. Like, I, there was stuff going on with the owners and him that came out on social media, and it's like, how much do you trust that? Right. Um, I guess just so, the extreme measures that he went to to get the deal that he that he indeed wanted. You know, sitting out. And, what were the extreme measures? I mean, he didn't play the first four games. He asked for you know permission to seek a trade. He didn't get a trade. He came back. He sat. He sat. He sat. What, felt about like his, he was, what about the injury coming back from that? From the, the pup list, all of that yeah, stuff. Right. I mean, he was placed you know? on that list. I wasn't. It wasn't like he was healthy, and they, he just said, "I'm not playing anymore." The team yeah, kind so of made the so decision. There's so many other factors yeah. that right. I'm like, I, I can't even speak on it, man. I'm just happy that hey, he got extended, got himself a deal um, towards the top of the market at that as well because he is one of the top players um, in our position. So uh, looking forward to see the impact he continues to make on that team. Did you guys talk throughout that that whole or you know situation with him? Uh, I just I hit him up. No, I didn't talk to him throughout his his contract negotiation right. and all that. Um, I just hit him up after he had his his press conference. Uh, even before I think the news came out um, that he had gotten his his new contract, and I just thought he handled it very professionally, talking about how look wherever he is and at this moment it's with his current team. Um, he's going to try to go out there and make the biggest impact, and it's about it's not about him. You know, it's about the team. It's about continuing to contribute. And while he's available, hey, he's going to give it his all. So I appreciated his message that he put out there just to keep it in a space where it's like neutral. No one can really fuster up anything about, oh, he's he's salty. He's happy. Like, just keep it. Keep it neutral, man, because people are going to try to tear you down, try to tear you up. They try to put some controversy in it. And then that's not what you want to bring into your locker room. So 
Um, he handled it very professionally. I, I, I guess what I was thinking throughout is I want Austin Eckler to get that deal. That's mm-hmm. I want my friend Austin Eckler to get that deal. That's all. <laughs> hey, well, look, I'm in a situation. Look, I'm going into he's that was his second contract. Right. I'm going into a different situation because I'm going into my third contract. Um, and I look, I have this last year on my deal. And, you know, the the fundamentals of my deal that I'm on right now were this situation where I was backing up Melvin Gordon. I had never been a starter. So, you know, I wasn't considered a workhorse back. I don't even know if you still consider me that, but they were really uncertain about the impact I was going to be able to make. And if I was going to be able to actually hold down my own as you know the starting running back. And so that's what my deal was based off of. And so now it's, I've kind of proven, you know, over the past couple of years, like 1600 yards, you know, 20 touchdowns each year. It's like, okay, like, this guy can do it. I can do it by myself. You know, you can bring someone in to help. That would be great. I would love that. Um, But also if you don't have anyone, I can hold down, hold down the rope. So now my circumstances have changed. You know, I think someone said it yesterday's prices are not today's prices, (laughs) you know? Um, And so I got to go out there and continue to uh, prove that. And that's what I'm going to use this year to do. We were too far away from, um, the deal being made. And so it didn't get done. And now it's up for me to go continue to make an impact and show that I can impact not just this team, but any other team that I'm going to be on. You have the Cowboys on Monday night. Do you like, do you enjoy playing in Monday night football? Um, yes and no. Yes, because it's a primetime game. Everyone's watching. It's like, okay, this is a spotlight. And no, because I got to wait around all day. There's no, there's nothing on, like exactly. there's no football on. And so us as football players, we're really anxious on game day, um, like there's just like there's just like feeling of like okay, like it's time to go. You know, we're locked in, and um, you know when you have to sit around all day with that feeling of like okay, like let me go over my script again. All right, what are the plays? What are the keys? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, um, but I want. I just want to get to it. Like I want to get to it, but uh, you know, it's, it's not a not you a bad. Wake thing up and play football. Right? <laughs> it's want to wake up, get right to it, man. Let's go. It's funny that you say that because Mike Golick told us the exact same thing like two weeks ago. Yes. He was talking about a Notre Dame like eight o'clock game, and he's like. I absolutely hated night games as a player. I wanted to get up and play as early as possible just because I'm wired. Like, that's what I'm doing that day. And if not, I'm just waiting around all day. And I hated that feeling. Yeah. I'm going to be sitting in my hotel room for hours and then finally get to go play a game. So it's like, yeah, I would rather just get straight to it. Let's get in. Let's go smash each other. And, uh, you know, let's go play some football. But do you get extra hype? Once you're in it, it's Monday Night Football. The entire country's watching. And you're playing the Cowboys. That's pretty f- cool, Austin. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool experience. It's yeah. it's hard to be hard to match that, you know. The NFL and just what has been, you know, built over, you know, the decades of of this league is is pretty pretty hard to beat, pretty hard to compare to as far as experiences for sure. Sounds like the mentality of someone who's confirmed he's playing on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. As much as you? I can, I guess. As much as I can. Whatever that means. Uh, when you watch the film of the Cowboys, uh, what are you doing and thinking when you watch Micah Parsons? That guy is a menace, Austin. Yeah, we call we call guys like that werewolves. Um, you know, <laughs> right. we faced a few werewolves in our in our days, um, and you got to have a plan for these guys because they've earned the respects to get multiple hands on them. Like we are planning, we'll have a plan for him. I mean, they got a couple other 
upper other studs on that defensive line too. They got a really stout defensive line. So it's going to be a good test uh, for off our offensive line and tight ends and myself putting a protection plan to keep Justin upright um, and keep this run game moving, you know, forward. Um, and so for guys like that, you know, we just faced uh, Max Crosby, you know, we had a plan for him. He's another werewolf out there who's just motor just doesn't stop ever. Um, and it's just, you know, efficient is just ferocious and it just has all these moves and power and has his thing. And so same thing with Micah where they're going to move him all over the place. He'll be on the edge. He'll be in the three techs. He'll be over the nose. He'll be a linebacker. And we got to have a plan. And, you know, we have Kellen Moore, who is planned against it, you know, for the past whatever years he's been over there. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind we'll have some type of some type of way to, to try to slow him down. Uh, Billy, I want his top five werewolves. I was wondering the same thing. I'm wondering who else is on the list of werewolves. <laughs> can, you, can you think of that yeah. before the end of the second I can't, I can't give credit for taking that one. That is definitely Joe Lombardi <laughs> saying. Um, so I want to give credit where credit to do there. I, I just kept that one because that's that's gold, man. Like these guys, these DNs, werewolves. We got a couple on our team, too. Um Top five werewolves. Oh, wow. wow. Micah's it. definitely up there. All right. TJ Watt is up there as well. Right. Um, I would say, you know, both the Bosa's are there. Um, this Aiden Hutchinson, uh, I think that's how you say it. Yeah. 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 That guy is, whoo, he's there too. I feel like there's there's a lot. There's, you know, the guy from uh, Tennessee, 93, uh, and or 98 on the interior over there. Um, there's there's a few guys, man. I mean, I feel like every team has that guy on the D-line, uh, but those are some that stick out to me. Is this a Kellen Moore revenge game? Ah, wow. wow. Uh, Didn't even think about that. Uh, Kellen Moore here's revenge. The thing. <laughs> we love a revenge game, Austin. <laughs> love a good revenge game, Austin. For sure. It's definitely a revenge game, right? Um, but I don't know how they how he went out over there, if it was on good terms, bad terms, neutral terms. But regardless of how you go out, if a team doesn't bring you back and you play them, you want to prove to them, like, hey, this is what you're missing out on. You know, same if the Chargers didn't want to sign me back in the future. It's like, hey, if I'm playing them, like – I love the charge. I love being here, but it's like, Hey, I'm going to show you what you're missing out on. Um, and so, yeah, it's a revenge game. He wants to run up a hundred points on these guys and you know, I'm there to help him try to do that. So looking forward to it. Austin, when you watch the, the dolphins run the football and they do it so easily, like, have you watched them enough to like, can you break down what the hell they're doing and how they do it so easily? But man, they have, they have such a creative running style um, with their, how they're running their wide zones. A lot of their, a lot of their run game is attacking the edge of the line of scrimmage. Um, they do have some up the like up the middle tra- traditional inside zone, wide zone runs, but a lot of their stuff I feel like is let's get ourselves on the edge. Why? Because of the speed that they have on their team. It's obviously built around speed. So where can you get the speed going? Where the, where there's space, where there's not a lot of space in the middle. So they're attacking these lines of scrimmage and try to get their guys on the edge. And so the simple matter, that's what I see them doing, and they're really effective at it. Billy, I'm interested here if 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 Austin wants our advice because he did announce last week that he is getting married in the offseason. We're very excited for him. Uh, but you know the key to a good wedding is the cocktail hour. Mm. And so I was wondering if we could offer up some advice as to certain things you should have at said cocktail hour. What do you think? You know, for whatever reason, I feel like this advice is going to be so ridiculous. However, I just want to hear just it. Just pigs wow. in a blanket. Oh, well, pigs in a blanket. We could start right there. It's a staple. They need to be there, okay? Pigs in a blanket? Yeah, little hot dogs, mini hot dogs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No? 
<laughs> what is this like a what is this like a tailgate party? What are we talking about here? It's a wedding. <laughs> I feel like you don't need to don't overthink it, Austin. Don't do like you don't need more than three, probably. Like sometimes right. some venues will give you options, like, oh, you can have six. And like, you don't really need six. It's not gonna be actually that long. Like that's where they get you on the extras, you know? Three's fine. <laughs> Austin, don't don't listen to them. They're skinny. Look, you, you <laughs> want to talk to me. Listen. <laughs> lamb lollipops. That's what you want. The lamb chops. Lamb okay. lollipops. Okay. lollipops? Jeez. You call them lollipops, the little, the little yeah. lamb chops. Excuse How about an ice sculpture with tequila flowing down from it? That's you know, nice. I need to get my fiance up here because she's planning the whole thing. You guys need to give this this advice to her. That's, that's by the way, he's got no say in any of it. Best advice. He's learned he's so quickly. No he's learned so quickly. Right. Best <laughs> advice, Austin. Keep it that way. Don't right. involve yourself because it's never ending. Once you do, once you get right. like, oh, you like, then it's like, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And it's like, I don't really care what color right. the thing underneath right. the table is. Like, wait, right. Austin. Next week, can you prepare questions for us about getting married and marriage in general? And we'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a little list. <laughs> we'll see if you guys can help me out. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. There All we right, go. man. We look forward uh, to to hopefully watching you play on Monday night. We're ninety nine percent certain we'll be watching you mm-hmm. play on Monday night. It'd be good to see you back on the field, buddy. Thank you. Hey, I would say those are pretty good odds. I mean, okay, I gotta say. No, they're great yeah. odds. Uh, anything you want to promote on the way out here? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm actually starting up a new company. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's well, it's not like a huge you know, corporation thing. It's like a, it's a, a thing called X Games. It's a community that I'm starting in Discord. Um, like we have trivia nights for like Adidas gift packs. You can win some jewelry. We have like, um, you know, uh, online putt putt golf tournaments, um, a free like poker tournament you can come join. And so, yeah, check us out in Discord um, on X Games. You can find it in my link tree on Instagram if you want to come hang out. We got Uno Night coming up on Monday. Ooh. We have uh, some contests coming up, some cool prizes. So, just a, a place where you can hang out, play some games together, and uh, really just kick it. You like Uno? I do yeah. like Uno. Draw four. <laughs> you don't know. Do, you? do I know? Uno? Yeah, the reverse. What do you mean? Do I don't know. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Sorry. Skip yeah. the draw two. Well, let me ask you this before I get out of here. Okay. Do you allow the stacking of the plus twos, or is it just Great immediately? Question. You, Very you can't controversial stack it. issue. It is. Very controversial. Is. So, what do you decide? Growing up, I thought that you could only like if you got it, you had to take it. You couldn't multiply it. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, I mean, why? If you can put a red four on top of a green four, why can't you put you know an extra reverse or an extra st- like? Why can't you stack? That's what I'm saying. And That's by the way, Austin, here's here's my thing on this. Now that we're talking about it, I feel like people, sorry, Austin, you brought it up. I feel like you're people, in his wheelhouse. I think that people have like reached out to Uno, and Uno has made like an official like declaration on what the rules are, like on social wow. media. And it's Who like cares Uno, what they said. exactly right. Shut the hell up. Like we're gonna play by the rules that we want to play by. I don't care right. what the creator of the game thinks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll play the game. You just make the cards. Let us play the game. Exactly right. We'll make up the rules. Yeah. Yeah, what awesome. do they know? All right, so uh, we're going to talk to you after you beat the Cowboys on, on Tuesday, next Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that. All right, awesome. Likewise. All right, All right we'll see y'all. Good, Good luck work. to you, man. It is time for this week's edition of Steal You Gots, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football, week seven, big week ahead of us. Let's get to the games. Colorado, minus 11, take it on Stanford. This is at Colorado. Colorado has proven itself to be a really good football team. Stanford, not so much. Colorado wins. They cover the spread. 
Colorado by 17 points at home over Stanford. Florida State, minus 17 and a half, taking on Syracuse. They're at home. Buy it down to 17. Florida State wins. They cover the spread. Florida State by 27 points at home. Alabama, minus 19 and a half. They're taking on Arkansas. Buy it down to 19. Alabama wins. They cover the spread. Alabama by 24 points at home over the Razorbacks. Kansas, minus three at Oklahoma State. Buy it down to two and a half. Kansas wins. They cover Kansas by 10 points over Oklahoma State. USC, big game this weekend. Take it on Mike Golick's Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It's at Notre Dame. USC getting three points. Buy it up a half point to plus three and a half. The Trojans win by four points at Notre Dame. LSU, minus 11. They win and they cover the Tigers by 14 points. Oregon State, minus four. Take it on UCLA. I like Oregon State here. They win. They cover Oregon State by seven points. And then finally, after I lose all of those games, we go to Hawaii. They are home dogs. Plus six, the Rainbows. Take it on San Diego State. San Diego State wins the game. Sorry, Hawaii, but Hawaii covers. Let's go to the NFL. I need a big week. I really do. It is week six, three and four last week, 14 and 18 on the season. We start with the Titans and Ravens. Titans plus four and a half. Take it on the Ravens. The Titans win the game outright. Take the Titans here. Titans win because that's what they do. Uh, The Titans win by a field goal. Bengals minus three at home. Take it on the Seahawks. Buy it down to two and a half. Bengals win. They cover. Bengals by seven points. Dolphins at home. They are a machine at home. Minus 13 and a half. Take it on a winless Carolina team. Buy it down to 13. Dolphins win by 21 points at home over Carolina. The Bears plus three at home. Take it on the Vikings. Buy it up a half point. Bears plus three and a half. The Bears win it by seven points at home. Texans, they get a point. They're taking on the Saints. The Texans win. They cover the spread. Texans by four at home. Raiders, minus three. Take it on the Pats. Buy it down to two and a half points. The Raiders win. They cover. They win by four points. That is not a bet on the Raiders. That is a bet against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. The Lions, minus three at Tampa Bay. I love Baker Mayfield. Just not this week. I love the Lions. If any team is going to get in the way, of Eagles and 49ers NFC Championship game. It will be the Lions. Uh, The Lions win this week. They cover the spread. Buy it down to two and a half. The Lions win by seven points against Tampa. The Chargers, plus two. Take it on the Cowboys. Our boy, Austin Eckler. Will he play? I don't know. But the Chargers win and they cover. How about that? Cowboys going to lose two straight. Chargers getting two points at home. They win the game outright. Chargers by eight points at home over the Cowboys. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. Rough one for the Irish this week, huh? Yeah, rough rough season for the Irish, Mike. What's a hot seat? Yeah, listen, the Ohio State game, I mean, it was was a great game. I mean, it was was a bad ending, but it was a great game. Yes. Uh, And and Notre Dame had showed, at least at that game, that they could stand toe-to-toe with one of the top teams. Uh, the Louisville, listen, uh, this is now against SC going to be their fourth straight night game against an undefeated ranked opponent. It's just, it's just the way it falls. You know, you got to be able to get through that. And they, they weren't, they played, uh, give Louisville credit. I thought in the second half, Louisville had the ball, Notre Dame got a turnover and a field goal went up 10 to seven. And I thought, okay, this is where Notre Dame starts to kind of push them around, 
kind of get physical on the line, kind of roll with the running game. And to Louisville's credit, that didn't happen. And Louisville's the one that got the running game going. So credit them. Um, and now Notre Dame is out of the out of the playoff hunt. I mean, that's just as cold and cut dry as it is. That will change next year when we go to 12 teams. Two losses will you can get in, but it's not going to happen this year. This is why I don't like the 12-team playoff, okay? I know you're looking forward to it, but what it does is you have Washington and Oregon this week. That is a de facto playoff game. The winner has a great chance of making it to right. the playoff. The loser is likely out of the playoff. It takes away from these regular season games yeah. that have so much meaning. That's why I don't like it, Mike. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The loser of this game next year, if this were the same scenario, right. could could literally still get in. Easily Maybe. get in, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I still overall like it for a year like, like this year, as a matter of fact, because I think there are a number of teams that could win. I, I don't think it's the normal three or four now. The way Georgia played against Kentucky, holy smokes. They wow. they finally looked yeah. like the best team in the country. Michigan still hasn't played anybody, but I they're, they're one of the top teams, but they play Penn State and Ohio State, so we're going to get a better view of that. But, I mean, Florida State, Oklahoma, what they did to Texas, uh, Washington, Oregon, Texas, SC, uh, Alabama sitting at 11. I'm going to the top 12 and North Carolina's 12. I just think this is one of those years, and this is what you hope for, where it could get competitive, where you have a number of teams. Because in the last few years, a 12-team, I, I think, would have been a waste. And it'll it'll be it'll go in spurts. Some years there'll be three dominant teams where the 12 teams will just be you're in the you're in the playoffs, cool. And other years, you legitimately will be able to have maybe the eighth seed pull off a few wins and win the whole thing. Mike, is this the game for Notre Dame that you get the most excited about, the USC game? I always have. Like, my kids, it's Notre Dame, Michigan, right, when they when they were there. <clears throat> for me, and like my brother Bob, who was before me, it was, it was USC. For right after me in the Lou Holtz type of era, it was Notre Dame, Miami, right? Uh, Catholics versus convicts and that whole yes. thing. And when Miami was, you know, a hell of a hell of a ball club. Right. So it switched from the players' perspective over those different decades. For me, it was SC. And I think overall, I think it is SC. You got the whole family coming in for this one? What's what's no, happening here? No, 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 <laughs> no. Actually, nobody's coming in. I think my brother Bob might That's be. That's what happens in. with two losses. If they were undefeated wow. playing USC, the whole well, world would be no, coming in. I, yeah. I, I don't mm -hmm. think Jake was actually just here for other reasons. My daughter Sydney is about three weeks away from giving birth, so she's not flying out here. Her husband's in med school. So right. there's an abundance of reasons now. Now Sound point, like excuses maybe, to me, Mike. Maybe yeah. if maybe if uh, yeah. they didn't lose to Louisville and they were still a top, you know, ten team. Yeah, you uh, can take the maybe out of that, Mike. I mean. More more <laughs> would have shown up, but you know, I, I'm wondering how much this game, in an ancillary statement, there are usually at the South Bend International Airport, there are usually two to three hundred private planes that are there on USC weekend. Between right. Notre Dame rich alum and USC rich alum, uh -huh. it is unbelievable. So I wonder how much of a hit that will be because Notre Dame lost that game to Louisville. Who decides not to come into this game now? Where does South Bend fly to internationally? It has to be Canada, right? 
Like it has to just be. I, like, Billy, I think he said it's all private. I, I think. No, it's not all private. Oh, okay. And Billy, it's a great question. I mean, you know, <laughs> Notre Dame International. <laughs> Notre Dame, their team flew to Ireland from here, so there you go. That makes it international, right? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, there's I think six or seven gates uh, that are never all open at the same time because there's always construction on a couple of them. Mm. It's a tiny airport, so yeah, to have the international tag is uh, is pretty interesting. Yet here we are, South Bend. International Airport. Mike, you buying Penn State, by the way? I mean, like we've we'll seen f- this before with Penn State. Them get off to a 5-0, and 6-0 start, and then they play Ohio State and Michigan, and it's over. Cautious optimism at best, but I don't think so. Ohio State looks like they can be had. They get off to slow starts. Would I come on the next day on my show and say, oh, my God, one of the greatest upsets of all time, Penn State beat Michigan or Penn State beat Ohio State? No, I wouldn't say that, but I would understand them being underdogs in both those games. Kid, their quarterback, Alar, has got a what a monster arm yes. that he has. God. Mike, you buying into Oklahoma, or was this just a rivalry? What a game. Kind of game. What a game. I, yeah. I picked Texas in this one. I thought they were going to win. Oklahoma's defense has been playing pretty well, though. When you say defense in Big 12, you kind of say it with a smirk on your face. But, you know, at times there are good defenses in the Big 12. Then what an awesome game. What a great drive. Uh, yes. That 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 Oklahoma had at the end of the game. They're they're a fast offense anyway, so that was nothing to them for the fact of how quickly they moved down the field. But the success they had that was incredible. Uh, Billy, what have you found out here about Notre Dame's airport, international airport? I'm on the uh, South Bend International Airport website, flysbn.com, and yep. I found the page of airlines and destinations. And it says right here, Mike, you can go anywhere from here with 12 nonstop destinations. So I click on the destinations. And I see Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Dallas, Fort Worth, Detroit, Las Vegas, Minneapolis, Orlando, Punta Gorda, which is Fort Myers, Phoenix, Sarasota, and Tampa. So it seems like at the moment we're not uh, servicing international flights. Hey, I have no idea what the criteria is. I'm just as surprised Look, with you that it says international on it because I have never flown international. But like I said, they had a flight that took the team from here to Ireland. So technically yeah. that's international. In South Bend International Airport's defense, if I had an airport, I'd call it international, even Absolutely. if it was only like, yes. local yeah. flights. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to. You I get mocked by agree. the other airports if you're not an but international But, Billy, I think airport. they think international is the west coast of Florida. Uh, I mean. Well, because it, it used to be South Bend Regional. It's another world. Yeah. I mean, and international right. sounds so much better than regional. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's that's a good point. point. Well done. <laughs> Mike, we didn't have the BCS ready for you this week, but I'm Thank curious God. your I'm curious your thoughts on this. There has been one shameful omission, disrespectful omission from the top 25 all season long. And of course, I'm talking about Air Force, who remains undefeated here defending our country, well, going out there protecting and serving. They can't even crack the top 25. What's going on here, Mike? Yeah, they're, they're like third well, in the others receiving votes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be teams in front of them losing. Unfortunately, they're not going to get that respect, you know, and, and and that would be the thing when you get to a 12 team, that would be in in all honesty, that's what I'd love to see. You know, a team like that go undefeated. And then would they, would they be able to get into the top 12 when you go to 12 to get into the playoffs? (laughs) It's going to be a four loss Alabama team over there. Exactly. (laughs) I know. I know. But, but also, yeah. it'd probably be a terrible game if that oh, didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Respectfully, thank you for your you, service. But you'd love that as <laughs> a, yeah, the little guy gets a chance here, and then we'd go the game, we go, ooh, because they'd be playing. Look well, like every time Notre Dame makes the playoff. Are you done? 
You, you're done because, you know, that's, that's a myth, Billy. Other teams have gotten beat worse in the right. semifinals than Notre Dame has. So that's just Notre Dame hate on your part. That's I'm all. Sorry. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but he's I, not you, Mike. I won't dispute that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mike, just quickly on the NFL. Um, yeah. I've been saying all week for me, like it's been a while since, since you can really say this. It, it seems so predictable in the, the NFC. Am I wrong? Like you'd be shocked if the Eagles don't play the Niners in the NFC championship game, right? Yeah. I mean, the way it's going, well, we said that from the beginning of the year, right? That those were the two top teams. And then you would probably put Dallas next. And then you had an array of teams. It was Philly, San Fran, San Fran, Philly, however you want to do it. Drop Dallas, drop everybody else. So who can be that team that maybe rises up? And that's the thing. Where, where do you go? Are we Detroit, we all love the fact that they're four and one. We putting them up there uh to to do that. And that's one the one team play? I think that's the one th- that's the one team I think that could sneak in there, Mike. I could yeah, see them beating I, either of those two teams. I agree NFC. because yeah. they're a very physical team. I, I would agree, but I still don't see it happening. Nobody from the South. Uh you know who's been a surprisingly fun team? It's surprising is the Rams, yep. in all honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, now they get cut back. It's been amazing how young they are and how they've been winning. But, yeah, it is such a top-heavy conference. And after Dallas just getting smoked by him, but didn't stop Micah Parsons from continuing to talk uh, about the possibility of a rematch, but they're just not at their level uh, right now. I mean, it is – they are something to watch. I mean, they are so – stacked on both sides of the ball and philly is has not played to their level yet but i don't worry about that they're still undefeated they're finding the way to get it done and all they need to do is make sure they get in third and one and fourth and one situations and they're going to be fine with the brotherly shove uh but yeah it's hard to think that those two teams aren't going to meet up and i mean and they're going to meet up december 3rd in the regular season which right. will be I, I you absolutely want them both to be undefeated still at that point and that 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 would be a game for probably the number one seed then, right? So the Jets have never beaten the Eagles, Mike. Tell me why this week it's different. It's never not. beaten the Eagles. It's uh. not. <laughs> Wait, this is a big a big couple of weeks for Golick here on God Bless Football. He gets the yeah. Jets this week and the Dolphins next week, Billy. How about that? So, <laughs> I mean, you look at that matchup, and the, the part that scares me the most for your Jets is your roll line against Philly's D line. Yeah. And the pressure they're going to put on Zach Wilson is going to be is going to be tough. Well, we just lost be very our tough. best. We just lost our best offensive line. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what I am looking forward to is Philly O line, Jets D line. Right. That is going to be a great matchup. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. I love how uh, Sala talked about stopping the uh, brotherly shove. He says we're going to give him 11 kisses, meaning you know you want 11 guys to hit Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it's just a hard thing to stop, you know, the, of what you have to do. You're starting to see linebackers dive over the top to try and get Jalen Hurts, and that's not going to work because you can dive and grab them, but you have no leverage at all uh, because your feet aren't on the ground and they're just going to push forward. So. I just don't see it. Now, we did see Arizona beat Dallas. You'll you, you see crazy things every week sure. in the NFL. I just I just don't think the this matchup. One of them, right? I, I know. I just don't see the matchup. Jets offense, Philly defense uh, working too much in the Jets' favor. 
Gojo and Golik every day, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on the DraftKings Network. You can get it on Roku. You can get it on Samsung TV. Also, check out the podcast. You, got, you have a, a game this weekend, Mike Golik? I am doing Monday night again. Uh, so I'm doing the Cowboys at the Chargers. Nice. Um, and then next week, I back to Sunday nights, I have Miami going to Philly. Excellent. Oh, yeah, that'll wow. be a Miami Philly. That'll be Philly. a good one. But yeah, I'm going to be hanging out with uh, my son Mike because he's out. Uh, he lives right by the stadium out there in the airport. So I'll do. We'll do Gojo and Golik from his um, his his uh, place of residence out there, a mm. block from the beach. So I'm looking forward to uh, hanging out there a little bit with him. Brent Key is with us. He's the head coach at Georgia Tech. Their game was pretty uneventful through a half, and then it became one of the greatest games and maybe the greatest finish to any college football game that I have ever seen. Uh, but Billy was saying that because of that game, because of the ending, he could not sleep that night. And so I'm wondering, Coach, did you sleep at all that night? I think I got in bed about 5.15 that night or the, the next morning after uh, flying back and uh, got to the house. And, and here's what I did. So, so – 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings at 10, we have a staff meeting. All right, so it lets the coaches sleep in a little bit, you know, after a long week. And uh, I forgot to, uh, forgot to turn my alarm off. So 9.15 on Sunday morning, my alarm goes off. All right, after getting in bed at 5.15, massive mistake by myself. <laughs> How many times did you hit the snooze? I, did, I threw it against the wall. <laughs> then I was up. I was good. So I started watching the game again and, you know, started starting started my normal uh, Sunday work. So it's third and 10 there, Coach, mm-hmm. and Miami has the ball. You're out of timeouts, 33 seconds to go. Like, what are you thinking? There's not like, you're not thinking, take an evil. <laughs> We're going to strip it and get the ball back. Like, what are you thinking there? you got to create a turnover. Really? Yeah. But are you expecting the victory? Now, you know Mario a little bit from your days in Alabama, so you guys are friends. Like, are you thinking victory formation, game's over, we lost, or? I mean, you know, that was their decision, you know, to, you know, run run the ball or, or go victory. But like I said, I mean, even if they'd gone victory, we would have had, we would have done something to try to force force the ball. Because we had to get the ball back. Look, and, and regardless of the chances, somebody, somebody sent me the little graphic that's, you know, played of the 99.9% win-lose. Well, that's why there's that, you know, that's why it's 0.9%, not 100%. Were you surprised he didn't take a knee? I mean, I, I can only tell you what I would have done. I'm not going to tell you anything. What would you have done? I would have taken a knee. Because <laughs> <laughs> you win the game and move on, right? Right. So you get the ball back, and what do you tell your quarterback in that spot? Well, you know, leading up to that, the, the message to the team and the quarterback was, you know, you, you can't always wait, you know, you put the – Put the energy on the quarterback to uh, to go win a game for you when things aren't going great. So I mean, that, that's a lot of pressure to put on one person. And look, it's quarterback position; they 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 they're going to have that pressure. But uh, you know, at that point now, the defense stepped up. They they had gotten the ball back for him, so it wasn't you know you know, looking at one singular person to go win the game. Right? It was it was, it was the team working together. So they got the ball back, and uh, look, we had twenty two was it twenty two seconds? I believe twenty four seconds. Something like on the that. clock, yeah. So we had to we had to put ourselves in a good position. We knew what our kick line was. Uh, what was it twenty to seventeen? Then I believe. Uh, yeah. You know, so we knew what our kick line was. We knew we didn't have time out. <clears throat> we knew we had to get the ball to the sideline. Uh, you know, first play didn't really find anybody open, and you know threw it at the feet of the running back. Save it, save the play there. Uh, then you know he makes a gutsy throw to the to the sideline to Malik Rutherford. Elite goes up, makes the catch, and 
he, you know, he's trying to get out of bounds, but momentum, you know, obviously had him down beforehand and we, we you know, get to the line, you know, hit it, the, you know, the, you know, spike the ball. So there's 10 seconds left now and you, know, you got no timeout. So you know, there's only one of two things to do. You know, the, the whole fast field goal is out of the equation because um, you, know, you got 10 seconds. It's either, you know, catch it and hit a quick one to the, to the sideline, get out of bounds. Right. And, you know, how far you can get to get in field goal range. Now you're still leaving it up to, to chance or uh, actually when, when he got pressured, when he got pushed out of the pocket and started to scramble, right. You know, it, it, the, the play wasn't designed to be a, a shot play down the field right. to win the game. I mean, there's 10 seconds there. So you're playing with two plays and you're working to get in field goal range as well, unless something big is there. I mean, you sit there, and you, you, you design a play to go all the way down the field at that point, you're, you're going to run out of time. So, right. When he got flushed, the receivers all went into scramble mode, and they did exactly what they're supposed to do in, in, in scramble situations. And Christian, uh, you know, the, the rule is the deepest stays deep if you can beat him deep, and that's what he did. It's amazing. What was the kick line, by the way? Uh, thirty-three. So you get to the thirty-three, you're going field goal there. Yes. And you're thinking on that final play, it turned out to be the final play. Let's try to get to the 33 or closer, get out of bounds, kick a field goal, good overtime. Yeah, right? that's, that's yeah. that, that, you know, percentages, percentage of plays, percentages, that's what you're trying to, trying to do. Right. So what was your reaction? <laughs> As you saw him open down the field, you saw your quarterback deliver the ball perfectly uh, to the wide receiver. What's going through your mind there? Well, it was, uh, I think it stayed in the air about 10 seconds. Because <laughs> you know, I'm watching the quarterback. <laughs> My eyes at that time went to the quarterback in, in, in the front because they've got, I mean, they've got talent on that defense now. I mean, that's a formidable, formidable defense as far as the, the talent goes and, and the way they can pressure the quarterback and get after the quarterback and, you know, cross the board. And, you know, so I'm watching the, the front, you know, he scrambles out. And then my eyes immediately go to the back end to see if we're executing scramble drill. And, you know, they got great talent on the back end of their safeties as well. And, uh, you know, Christian was able to slip through and uh, basically just kept kept it high. And by then, I'm like, he's about to throw that thing. And when I saw him looking, 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 and like waiting, that's when my eyes went to the back end. And I said, he's waiting for Christian. I said, this kid's about to he's about to get open. And then the thing, he threw it up and was able to make a play on it. Coach, we have had Jalen Hurts on the show. We've had many guys who played at Alabama. Uh, on this show, yeah. they, they tell us stories of Saban taking him out to the lake and trying to throw him off a raft. Uh, yeah. Did <laughs> did he ever do that with you? No, he didn't. I would I, w- I wouldn't get on the back of the thing and drive. So, oh. <laughs> uh, he, he's uh, he, he he does he whips him around, tries to throw him off. Uh, I lived across the the lake from him down in the in the slums. I lived in the small part of the 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 lake, the and, coordinator part. Yeah, you're you're working yeah, your way like, up to his side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's over on the other side. He, he's yeah. got three or four lots. I think he's on. Yeah. <laughs> so no, nah, he, uh, he did. He he tries he tries to whip them off. <laughs> Maybe not the quarterbacks though. They're important. Those guys, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, between between Jalen and Tua and Mac, I mean, I think all three of them probably going for flips off that thing. Mm-hmm. Did you expect Jalen to be this good? I love I love Jalen Hurts now. Yeah, I mean he is he is as competitive as they come. Uh, you know the, the way he handled the situation there when 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 everything went down. You know, I mean you got to think now that the quarterback room was Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, and Tua Tagovailoa. Ridiculous, <clears throat> ridiculous, and you know, to have that amount of talent in the room together, uh, you know, spread out different ages, but the competition between them, right? Yeah, you, you're you're friendly and cordial. They're your teammates, but there's also a competition and. 
you know, I think everybody in life has things they would have handled different at times, but you know, there, there's the, the way Jalen handled that stuff through graduated. Um, and then it kind of came full circle for him that year uh, in the SEC championship game when Tua got hurt and he comes in and, you know, you know and wins the game for us. Uh, and to see the, the, the light on his face when that happened. And you know, after a whole year of just, you know, things going on, you know, crazy, you know, craziness, I'll say. Uh, and then to have uh, success he did uh, the, at Oklahoma and that he's having now, there, there's, there was zero doubt in my mind that that kid was going to be a, uh, a top level NFL quarterback. And I mean, the, you talk about guts and grit. Yeah. I mean, that, that kid, and what you see with him is not fake. I mean, it, 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 it's his real, he's as true to himself as, as, as anybody. Billy wants to ask technology questions. I know he does. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, I've always wondered what the tech in Georgia Tech was, and it's not Zoom, right. I guess. No. Nah. Hey, look, what, what's the biggest piece of technology we all have is this. Yeah. It's the phone, yeah. Everybody has it. That you threw against your wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, my, the kicker I played with invented the camera on it, so there's Wait, some, what? There's Wait, Wait, what are you what? talking about? Wait, what? time. Yeah, I think the, 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 I, the, listen, the, I regret asking camera. you any questions about the Miami game. I oh, only want to talk about second. the kicker invented the, the the camera for the iPhone? Yeah, I think the, the, the newest camera, he's got the patent on it. How many kids on your team have a patent on something? 10 to 15. Where is that kicker today? The, the one who invented the camera on the iPhone. He's, he's back out in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, Living I know it. he is. Yeah. Doing he, he, he's fine. Yeah, he came back to tech for uh, a year or two years, a year and a half, two years to be the dean of the biomedical engineering school. And then he got bored with that and went back out. I think he's either he's, – he bounces back and forth between Apple, Google. Uh, what? He'll go invent, like, some new uh, uh, metric system for – uh, for, for hedge funds and like help them make money and then take profits, you know, percentage of that. Then he'll go teach for another year at some school and then he'll, uh, jump back into the, I think he invented, he got a patent on a, uh, new knee for a knee replacement at one point. Oh yeah. It's crazy. What are you What's doing coach? Yeah. What are you helping with, with society? <laughs> Taking knees. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> What's this kicker's name? <laughs> Who is this guy? David Frakes. All right. We got to get Frakes on the show, Billy. Okay. Yeah, you got to get Frakes on there, man. <laughs> we, Frakes is the smartest to. person I know. All right. We appreciate yeah. your time, sir. All right. Thanks, guys. Is that a wiffle ball jersey? Yeah. Do you own a wiffle ball team also? <clears throat> yeah, I, I was um, I was so proud of my uh, first performance in Vegas yesterday that I slept in my uh, my jersey. But you do own a wiffle ball team? like. <laughs> Yeah, but I joined a wiffle ball league. <laughs> of course. Gord, you were in Vegas a week ago. You told us you were going home. You're still in Vegas. Have you left Vegas? <laughs> Does it look like it? When are you going home, Gord? I just want to show you something else, too. Hold up. Because I was unaware that this just, I, I just woke up. This is what I just woke up next to. Okay. There's a, uh, it's, a, it's an Easter bunny head. Yeah. Once again, I don't know where I am. What? <laughs> an... Are you in your hotel room? I mean, no, definitely not. <laughs> what? So there's an Easter Bunny costume head in the bed next to you.
Yeah. And you're wearing a wiffle ball jersey. And he owns a wiffle Absolutely ball Absolutely ridiculous. Okay. This is what happens when you're here in Vegas, so. Good life you lead. By the way, Gordy went 4-0-1 last week, as did Carl. So it was Get an incredible. Get the hell out of Carl, I believe. Gordy went 4-0-1 last week? An incredible week last week. Now, on the <laughs> other end of the spectrum, K-Funk went 2-2-1, which is oh. very embarrassing. For me, it is. And I will say this, so I did. I pick, I picked the Jets, and then Stu got started talking shit, and I changed my pick. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been a little better. But so you're blaming okay. me? Yeah, I'm blaming you for that one. For your two, two and one. Where'd Share Bear go? Share Bear went three, one, and one. Share Bear texts me, goes, "Hey, what, what was my record?" I go, "I don't know, dude. I thought you know one thing. Your banking team lost." And he goes, "Bro, there's a reason behind that. Monday was a holiday, and I didn't take that into consideration. And since Monday was a holiday, the banking he, like he blamed it all on the holiday. It's the algorithm. That's actually a really good point." It he is. said it up the algorithm. It was a banking holiday. <laughs> I'm with Share Bear. Yeah. <laughs> was it a regional holiday or a national holiday? Well, so, so national supersedes regional. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Everyone knows that. Share Bear, how was the uh, pickleball tournament, by the way? It was short, short. <laughs> you got knocked out in the first rounds? Short tournament. <laughs> how does this affect your world rankings, Share Bear? Eh, you know, it you know, comes and goes. At the end of the day, you know, the re- I, I, got, I got a lot done, though, personally, when I was out there. So, I mean, okay. you, you win some, you lose some. Right. Did you try to get Gord home? I mean, man, Gordy had a high roller out there, and they were playing some big money. So Gordy was smart enough; he went partners with him and won a load. Me, instead of me taking X amount out, I thought it'd be cool just to play lose fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, eight hundred, eight hundred thousand, thousand, eight hundred, eight hundred. It's just slow death. Slow death adds up quick. And that's slow. I believe. Right, I agree. I'm with, I'm with Carl. That seems very quickly. That's slow. <laughs> Five, five, two, five, three, five. That's slow. Dollars. <laughs> exactly. Not hundreds, thousands. And Gordy's over there just piggybacking off the high roller. What'd you get, like 10% of his juice, guy? 25. Gordy got 25. Jesus. Yeah. He was killing it. Hey, if you guys are here, I bring y'all out to a nice romantic dinner at, uh, you know, maybe Spearmint Rhino or. <laughs> All right. Romantic dinner, huh? Yeah. yeah. They have good food there. The grilled cheese there is the best. It's tough to beat. Okay. Uh, really? That's good to know. Java ordered Java ordered two hundred grilled cheese there one time. Wait, no, what? he did it. Yes, Java did. Me, he, is he handing Java, them out to people? Listen, me, Java, you know, Jason He's Derulo. Making it rain grilled cheese. No, Jason Derulo was performing it was New Year's Eve. Jason Derulo. Performing at Jami's Club. We took the limo. Me, Jabba, Jason Derulo, and his friend. Right. To experiment Rhino at like 3 a.m. Jabba orders 200 grilled cheeses and just <laughs> starts handing them out to strippers, like everyone in the place, dude. Okay. I miss Jabba. I miss yeah. him so much. He doesn't miss us, but I <laughs> Not <miss> at all. <laughs> Let's pick games so Gordy can get some rest here, all right? Carl can get to work because he's got an important job, all right? <laughs> Seahawks at Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase was right, Carl. He's always open. Burrow got oh, on the ball man. last week. Uh, they I've look better. Been, I've been going back and forth on this game, guys. I'm going to give up the points and take the Bengals at home. There you go. All okay. right, so Bengals minus three at home. Uh, Share Bear, who are you taking here? Bengals, I Seahawks. I went with the Bengals. I remember uh, good old Jeff Rubies. I'm going to go back with the Bengals. All right, taking the Bengals. Gord, 4-0-1, fresh off a of 4-0-1 <laughs> week and seven more days in Vegas. Who are you taking? 
I think um, Cincinnati wins, but Seattle covers. I'm okay. taking Seattle. All right. Who are you taking, K-Fog? <laughs> Big Burrow, baby. Let's do it. Okay. Two okay. in a row. Two in a row. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the uh, the next game here. We'll go to Share Bear first. Vikings minus two and a half at Chicago, taking on the Bears. Uh, Share Bear, who are you going with here? Back with my back with my theory from last week. U.S. Bank Stadium. I'm going with Minnesota. Oh, that's right. <laughs> U.S. Bank Stadium. No holidays uh, take- coming up, so you're looking good. Uh, Carl, who are you taking in this game? Vikings two and a half. Hey man, I went to Northwestern. Give me the Bears. I got to go with my Bears this week. Uh, Gord, who are you taking here? Minus two and a half. Vikings Bears. I got to uh, I have to go with Minnesota. Bears are just too much of a liability. My favorite game last week was the Bears on Thursday. I pounded it. I'm going to take the Bears again this week. Uh, Gord, I don't want to ask you to do too much. I really don't. Uh, but can you put that bunny thing on and make the picks with the bunny hat on? <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> don't move too much. Don't strain a muscle. Just, you know. Yep. All right, let's go to uh, Eagles and Jets. Eagles minus seven, taking on the Jets at New York. So, <laughs> what a bad game. K-Funk, who you taking? All right, I'm scared to even mention the J word, so I'm going to take uh, the Eagles. Okay. Uh, Carl, who you taking here? I'm going with the Eagles as well, man. Give the points. Share Bear, who you taking here? I can't wait to go back to Gord. Share Bear, who you taking here? I'm going with the Jets, baby. Anything Creston does, I do opposite. Okay. Good Ooh. call. Good ah. call. All right. Let's. Uh, is Gord ready? Stop the breathing. This thing. Stop the breathing. This thing. What's yeah. it smell like in there? <laughs> Actually, it smells like candy. All right, Gord. Do you need me to tell you the game again? <laughs> again. <laughs> it's Eagles minus seven. They're at the Jets. Who you taking, Gord? Oh, that's a lot of points. I'm going to go with the J-E-T-S Jets. Let's go uh, Lions at Buccaneers. Lions minus three at Tampa Bay. I got to go K-Funk first. K-Funk, you going to the game? Who are you taking? I'm going to the game, and this is tough, man. I I, I don't know. The last game, I just a debacle that f- happened with the Bucs. I'm going to go with the Lions here. I think they're just a better team overall. All I don't right, trust Carl Baker. D- Carl Douglas is shaking his head. I think he agrees. Who are you taking, Carl? Of course, the Lions. Easy one, this one. Easy right. Lions. All right, Share Bear. Um, you know, from Fort Myers here, Henry Ford had his good old, you know, winter home. And uh, I think I'm going to go with Detroit Lions. Good old, All right. good old yep. Henry Ford. Yep. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's a good theory. Wait, who did K Funk take in that game? He took the Lions. The Lions. Share yeah. Bear, who did you take? The Lions. Ooh, you, said you, were, you just told us you were fading him, did you not? Yeah. Yeah, but it, when it comes to Henry Ford's house, what is he supposed to do? Oh, Henry Ford's house, right? There's a loophole. You're right. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Call us all the loophole. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to uh, let's go to Gord, who's wearing a bunny costume. Gord, who are you taking? I have to go with the Bucks because of uh, TB12 and Big Rob. Gordy, where are your eyes? What can you see out of? Do you see out of the eyes, out of the nose? What do you see? Kyle Douglas, this is a real easy pick, just like you said. I'm going with the Bucks. No. Uh, what is but he asked you a question, Gordon. <laughs> he asked, like, can you see out of that costume? Where are your eyes? Where are his ears? <laughs> okay, there we go, I guess. Oh, there's his eye. Okay, good. He's back, baby. All right, here we go, Gord. Final game. Cowboys, minus two at the Chargers. Gord, who are you taking here? Chargers. Uh, Carl, who are you taking here? Look at my hat, the Chargers, all the way. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> okay, sorry about that. K Funk, who you taking here? Isn't that a Rams That's hat? not a Chargers right. hat. That's a Rams <laughs> hat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to say it. Wrong hat. My bad. Wrong hat. Wrong hat. I think our guy, our regular on God Bless Football, Eckler, I think he's back this week, right? I'm giving Yeah, him 99%. Two tutties for him and the Chargers win. Let's go. Okay. Okay, I can't wait to hear Share Bear's theory on why he's taking the Chargers. Go ahead, Share Bear. I mean, D- Dak Prescott can't have two or three games in a row like that, so you got to go with, with the Cowboys. I like that. Oh, I'll, I'll go money line. It gives me a win and a half. Wow. Really? A win and a half. Okay. You want to do the money line here? You give me a win and a half to make up for a, a, a tough first week. So if the Cowboys win long. by a point, you don't win. Is that what you're saying? I do like the I like the idea of you guys taking money lines for for an extra win. Well, I like that. Half both ways, win or loss. Let's do this. All we'll right, start we can start week. that. We we'll can start, start that next week. week. Okay, that's good. I like, it's a good idea by you, Share Bear. I like I like I'm your in. style, man. <laughs> Gord. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Carl, on the way out here, promote the law firm, man. The one thing I do better than picking teams is Douglas Hicks Law in L.A. For all your pleasures, please call me. Uh, okay. Gord, promote something on the, <laughs> on the way out, Gord. Gord. To promote the PWL, the Professional Wiffle Ball League. Okay. Yesterday was my appearance. I was the first ever player that was voted into a league that was picked at the beginning of the season. Uh, there was a lot of controversy in the chats yesterday that uh, ex-professional athlete is now playing pickleball, and he had the best stats compared to anyone else in the league, and he's never played before, so... I'm going to have to deal with that today, but I'm promoting them just, you know, for goodwill to make sure that I don't get kicked out of the league after the first week. Mm. All right. All right. Well done, Gord. We love you, Thanks. dude. All right, Sherbert, you want to promote anything on the way out here? Yeah, a little, little we're on the weekend, a little Dezos. It's the first gluten-free vodka seltzer. Uh, not bad. Perfect for right, a guy like Gordy on at 8 o'clock on a Thursday morning. <laughs> All right, Jets. We love you. Take care. Always and, a pleasure. Uh, we'll t- we'll talk to you next week. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer.